Injured in a car accident? We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery, no fees or costs. If another lawyer wants more, lawyer up 904. For accidents, injuries, and more, lawyer up 904. Jacksonville. Into the Night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. You gotta be kidding me. I mean, it feels like Christmas was last week. At least that's my calendar. Not sure about you. You can always tell me. You can do so on the text line. I'll get there momentarily. Matter of fact, I'll give it to you right now. 641-1010. Brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. February brings us, ladies and gentlemen, start your engine or engines, or maybe it's just gentlemen. Start your engines. I, I do not know if we'll have a female driver this year in Daytona. Okay. Pitchers and catchers report. That's always a heck of a lot of fun. Uh, the stigma is off the first Wednesday as far as college football recruiting. I think the early signing period, for the most part, took all of the hype uh, away from that. But Tom Brady's retirement on the first day of February is something that I absolutely did not see. Totally surprised by this, especially the timing of it. And, you know, I think he deserves a little bit of credit for doing it the correct way, not holding Tampa Bay hostage the way that, let's say, you know, Lord Favre did when he was coming in and out of retirement and and doing things in the very narcissistic way uh, that our Lord Favre always did. Brady comes out today and lets Tampa Bay know, even though there was a lot of speculation that he would have gone elsewhere and there would have been some sort of compensation heading towards the Buccaneers. Why now? He's still got it. I mean, he already lost the wife, right? She gone. And she's already shacked up with whoever. He's like some foreign masseur or I don't know what he does. You know, he puts a lot of... uh, uh, talc and powder, and, and I, I'm not even sure. But, you know, she's gone. And he's going to do whatever he can for his children. Unfortunately for Tom, uh, I can be the first to tell you that for divorced dads in our state, the laws suck. And to all of the divorced dads out there, uh, here's to you. I'll raise one later on this evening uh, when I get back home. Uh, we get royally screwed. Not only do we get royally screwed, but the lawyers will look at us and tell us that we should enjoy it. Um, if Tom Brady, I mean, I don't know. He spent his whole life in Boston, right? But the last three years has been in Tampa. So I'm guessing that it's Florida rules. And, and they already met and they already did it. And hopefully Giselle is better than, than a lot of wives, former wives out there, and, and allows them to be with their dad. Anyway, that's the personal story. Why would you quit? You're still one of the best in the game. You know there's an opportunity for you to go elsewhere. Hell, you had Bruce Arians fired a year ago when he took out the red pen and, and disagreed with the, the offense that 
that you, along with Byron Leftwich, put together. I mean, my goodness, how dare a head coach actually get involved? What did they think? He was Urban Meyer in Tampa? It was Bruce Arians, a Super Bowl-winning quarterback, a guy that, that had a little bit of fire in his belly, a guy that is not afraid to look at anyone, including Tom Brady, and say, I'm the head coach of the team. Well, Brady reigns supreme there, and Arians, much like Giselle, um, gone just like that. But Brady now can only imagine how hard that was for him. So many of us have been through a divorce. It's it's brutal for so many different ways. Not only do you lose the one that you thought was your you know ultimate partner, uh, the love of your life, but I, I think in a lot of conditions, and, and I'll speak for myself only here, I think the way it goes through negotiations, you're almost trained. I don't like to use the word hate. You're almost trained to heavily dislike your former love, right? And it's all about the kids. That's where it gets. That's where it really hurts. Okay, there's other things. I mean, this could be a one-sided divorce, and I don't know about your situation. But every day you wake up, you know, you ever see swingers? You ever seen the movie Swingers? You ever seen that, JJ? Of course. I he's mean, uh, one of the most pathetic men ever in that movie. They, uh, he's so soft. You know, and it's like, you know, every day you wake up. and it's it, That movie has one of the greatest lines in the history of film. Every day you get up, there's a little bit less pain, right? Because life goes on, and you're going to do what you got to do. And it hurts. It hurts us all, whether we can admit it or not admit it, whether publicly we put on a persona, privately you do this. But every day, it gets just a tiny bit better, almost to the point, and I I may be crazy to say it, but you almost miss the pain. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like something's missing today. I'm having a good day. Everything's great. Where's that pain that I'm so used to? It's it's gone. It's lost. So what's going on with Tom Brady? He lost her. I mean, this guy's still one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL and could probably pick his team, including going back home to the Bay and play in Northern California for the San Francisco 49ers and that unbelievable defense, certainly with some talent on the offensive side. I mean, a healthy McCaffrey, a healthy Samuel, Kittle, what, maybe the second or third best tight end right now in the National Football League? So, yeah, count me right now in. I am 100% totally shocked that Tom Brady is no longer a quarterback in the National Football League. Now, I also want to add this because I noticed this crap with Roger Clemens and – Okay, we saw it with Michael Jordan, but we knew that there were other reasons for that. Uh, For our boxing audience out there, you've heard it and seen it forever. Uh, We get it with entertainers now. Um, You know, music, uh, whether it's bands or whether it's individual artists, they're always announcing their retirement and they end up coming back. I can't hide the Bostonian in me when it comes to Tom Brady. Okay, I am a huge fan. I never thought that that organization would ever win a Super Bowl. 
Okay, they were bottom feeders. They got blown out when my dad had season tickets. Every once in a while with Steve Grogan and company, they'd have a good year. But for the most part, they were far and away the number four team in Boston. Don't even kid yourself. All right, even with the Celtics winning all the time in the great era of the 80s where team basketball was at its all-time high, and you had the Celtics-76ers rivalry, and then certainly the Celtics-Lakers rivalry. That's as great as basketball has ever been. The Celtics have always been a distant third. Okay, it's a Red Sox town. It's a Boston Bruins town. The Patriots? Patriot fans, they hopped on when they began to win. And they got blown out in 86. After huge wins, though. Huge playoff wins. Jets, Raiders, Dolphins. They got blown out by the Bears. First Super Bowl I ever went to live and in person was in January of 97. Again, second time I'll mention his name, Lord Favre. Beat Bill Parcells, Drew Bledsoe, and the New England Patriots. That, that was the infamous Parcells where he was totally going back and forth with the New York Jets. He pulled an Urban Meyer long before the former Jaguars head coach. Bill Parcells did not hop on the plane and fly back into Logan and or Providence uh, Rhode Island. Instead, he flew to New York City and took over and, you know, grabbed that job with the Jets. That was actually the first of now, which is six coaches in the modern day era who actually were traded to another team. Of course, we saw that yesterday with Sean Payton, who spent a year out in the broadcast booth, but formerly of New Orleans, still on the contract through 2024. As you know, yesterday, he was moved in a deal uh, to the Denver Broncos. But, you know, I went to that Super Bowl, and and if you have forgotten, I'll remind you, uh, two former Jaguars were huge in that game. New England had just gone ahead, and they kicked off to Desmond Howard, who returned to kick 100 yards. And then I want to say it was the last touchdown pass of the game. Lord Favre hit Bad Moon Rising, hit Andre Risen for a touchdown in that victory there. And, you know, two years after that fact, uh, Mike Holmgren was actually traded from Green Bay to Seattle. But but back to Brady, and, and, and again, it, this is just um, – I'm having a difficult time believing this because he's on his own now, okay? And, and I understand that he's got a $375 million deal that is there for him to hop on as early as this year. Can you imagine a broadcaster making $375 million over the next 10 years? That's what they're going to pay Tom Brady. And, you know, Greg Olson's been on a tear reading all this Greg Olson stuff and all of this. This is what you want now in a broadcaster, a, a game day analyst. Tony Romo continues to get beaten up. Um, boy, you talk about the rise and the fall of Tony Romo. My goodness. And uh, I'm just kind of sit back observing it all, but it feels like everyone has got an opinion there. Um, So with Brady, that's it. And, you know, does he move into the broadcast booth? We'll see. Uh, A couple of things to really consider here for Tom Brady. Okay. A seven-time Super Bowl champion. His career record is 286 and 95. Just think about that for one second. 286 wins, 95 losses. 
he threw for in his career, and these numbers include playoffs, 102,614 yards. The Jaguars in franchise history, which began six years prior in 1995, have thrown for 97,137 yards. Again, Tom Brady, 102,614 yards. Um, I'm going to talk about this a little bit when we get done with our first break. But I also fully do believe that, once again, we have been in this transition, and this is just about the end of it. What I mean by that is your classic, old-school, drop-back passing quarterback. They're almost all gone, okay? Brady leaves today. Breeze is gone. Rivers is gone. Both Mannings are gone. Roethlisberger is gone. I got to believe Matt Ryan is gone unless he wants to be a backup somewhere. You know, you got a guy like Stafford who's still around, injured this year, Derek Carr. But I think you catch my drift. If, if you look at all the young quarterbacks that are playing in the NFL, including the two who will go a week from Sunday, they can all move. They're all a dual threat. Trevor Lawrence can move. Trevor Lawrence has escapability. He's got the... Uh, he's got it within him to find the chains and and find the first down marker and get it done with his feet. If you look at this year's draft class and the four that they are talking about who are going to go in the first round, right? Young, Straub, Richardson, uh, Levis, they can all run. So, you know, and, and this may be good. I, I don't know. I mean, it was kind of an error of the uh, – Kind of the beer league looking designated hitter, guy can barely run down the first baseline slugger in Major League Baseball. There's not a lot of them left, but the traditional drop back style with statue esque type of uh, athleticism within the pocket is leaving. And today's NFL quarterback, you better be a fantastic athlete and be able to also do some things with your legs not only your arms so I I find that at least somewhat intriguing in my particular opinion all right let me come back I want to stay with quarterbacks because I think you're going to find this fascinating we just kind of dive into what's going on right now And, and what's so cool about it is that you can just kind of sit back and be like that's not our problem there's a quarterback here in town who's 23 There's a quarterback here in town who will not be 24 until October. Feels good, doesn't it? I mean, obviously, this is a guy who's on the rise. And you talk about seven Super Bowl victories for Tom Brady. That's what one of your conversation pieces should be during this offseason. When you get with your buddies, whether I don't care whether it's at the bar or you're riding around in a golf cart, that, that should be where your mind's taking you. Lawrence is 23. He's going to be 24. Does he have what it takes to win a Super Bowl in this league? If you drop 10 grand in front of me right now and said, what are you going to do, Baloo? I mean, the guy's got what, 10, 12 years, 15 years? I don't know. Brady played till he was 45. I got to believe it's going to happen. My guess would be yes. Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville is going to win a Super Bowl. They are going to win a Super Bowl. Excuse me. 
And I think there's a lot of other guys in the AFC who are going to win it as well. It's tough to repeat. It's tough to turn around and do it for a second consecutive year. We just saw it in college. Obviously, we're not going to see it uh, this year in the NFL. But if you want to comment on that, you absolutely can. We on uh, YouTube tonight over there, Mr. J.J. LaSalva. All you have to do, go to 1010XL's YouTube page. We'll be the first video. We are live. Leave us a comment. Share us with your friends. Opening comments brought to you by Shmunez Vision out at the beach. Okay, they're out there tomorrow, out there Friday as well. And uh, certainly want to tell you about everything that they do offer as far as your eyes. We often overlook uh, taking care of our eyes. Okay, and that's not the way to go about it. Uh, It's amazing just how damaging sleeping in your contacts can be. It's only one of the major things that they do over there, and I'm going to be providing you this month with a lot of tips health-wise coming to you from Schmunez Vision. But let me tell you, whether it is uh, medical, surgical, okay, whether it's just a normal uh, eye exam, uh, maybe you need an update with your vision for your glasses and or your contacts. It's all part of what they do. But they also go deeper, and that includes refractive surgery. That includes laser eye surgery with both Dr. Neil Schmunez and Dr. Catherine Schmunez. You're talking about more than 30 years combined when you look at laser eye surgery. Unfortunately, I'm not a candidate for laser eye surgery. I wish I was. Okay, I'm not because I've had issues with my eyes uh, before. As a matter of fact, Dr. Neil Schmunez did major surgery on my right eye more than eight years ago. You could be a candidate for laser eye surgery. It's going to start to get dark right now, right? Your eyes are affected. You get home. The kids are yelling at you. You're looking at the TV. All of a sudden, you want to read something. Maybe you get a text or you, you got to put your readers. You can't find your reader. You know how aggravating it is. It, it, it's really, it, it's a pain. Get it all fixed. One stop. Just go to schmunezvision.com or give them a call. 299-2906. That's 299-2906. Schmunez Vision. Care you can see. We got a ton to do on this Wednesday. It's a pleasure. Along with JJ, my name is Rick Ballou. This is Into To the night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Such an emotional day with Tom Brady's retirement. Also a Hall of Fame nomination for George Michael, ladies and gentlemen. Sit back and listen. Right there with Deep Purple. Led Zeppelin. The Rolling Stones. The Clash, ZZ Top, The Beatles, The Great George Michael. Give us the high note, George. We're all waiting. do not. I mean, you know how they throw flags just to piss off Al Michaels? I'm convinced that they nominate guys like George Michael because they know out here in Jacksonville it's going to ruin 
my night. I was doing so well to kind of ignore that until you dropped it on me. It is pretty good love making music. I was about to say, you know what I mean? You know what's even more impressive? He wrote this song when he was 17 years old. Well, he was going through his trials and tribulations. Yes. I also love the uh, the amount of beautiful women that he's, like, making out with in his music video. Knowing damn well. What well, was an act for He's him. not enjoying that. When I was at Florida State in the, um, you know, 87, 89, there used to be a faction of people in town that would dress as George Michael. They could get away with that look, you know, kind of the faded jean look with the jean jacket, the wave with the hair, maybe a touch of eye makeup. Great and hair. Stuff. Great oh, hair. I mean, one of the phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, when you look at uh, rock and roll hair, I'm putting George Michael right up there with like Alice Cooper. Uh, who else had great hair? Frampton had that curly. Like, Frampton's crazy bald hair. now. He's as bald <laughs> as a bowling now. ball now. Yes. Yeah. Rod, oh, Rod Stewart. Of course. Got to go with him. YouTube. I'm going... Okay, so this music video was put on George Michael's official YouTube page 13 years ago. Give me an estimate of how many clicks, how many views does this, does Careless Whisper have? I'll say uh, 15 million. Try 978 million. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, one of your nominees, class of 2023, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, man. We'll come back with some more throughout the night. Only, some you'll enjoy, most you won't. Only one nomination on there that I am in agreement with, and that's uh, that's Warren Zevon. Iron Maiden? Well, yeah. I mean, listen, I have no problem with Iron Maiden if they get in. At least they're rock and roll. Yeah. What about Rage? Rage Against the Machine, okay. I mean, it's a little bit after my time. Um, again, I, I'm involved in everything else that keeps moving. Okay. But with music, <laughs> I like to stick it back a couple of decades. Tom Brady, were you surprised when this came across it earlier today? Very. Um, I got the text around eight something in the morning and it was from his official page. I love the way he did it though. Just, it almost seemed like he was you know, going for an early run or walk on the beach or something and was just like, you know what? I'm done with football. I'm just going to film a video right now, put it out. This is how I'm feeling in the moment. It was almost one of those, like, you know, it wasn't a post with a long letter and uh, a tearful goodbye. It, it was it was very personable, and I loved it. I hope that he stays retired, though. So he is gone, and... That is it. It's a career that, you know, I can't see where it can possibly be matched by anyone right now in the modern day. Um, but then again, folks said that about Montana, and Brady went ahead and, and passed him by. I, I've always measured great players by championships. Trevor Lawrence could end up being a Hall of Fame quarterback right here in town. Okay? He is going to be measured by winning a Super Bowl. You can count on one hand the greatest players who have ever played quarterback who do not have a Super Bowl run. And that begins with Dan Marino. And you can add Fran Tarkington and Jim Kelly, who lost it four times. Warren Moon is on that list. And I'm going to put Dan Fouts with Air Coriel 
on that list. Outside of that, the greatest of the great. This isn't baseball. This isn't basketball. This isn't hockey, where there have been phenomenal players who are ringless. The great quarterbacks win Super Bowls in their career. And that leaves us now with only four quarterbacks, four starting quarterbacks, who have won a Super Bowl. Okay, Mahomes can win his second, as we know, in a week and a half. And if Hurts beats him, he will join that list and become the fifth starting quarterback to have won a Super Bowl. You got Rodgers, who's 39. We don't know where he's going to be this year, but I'd be very surprised now if he retires. I, I just don't see him going out the same year as Brady. Stafford, coming back from an injury, he's got one. All right, how many years does he have left? And then you got Russell Wilson who's got a long-term guaranteed contract in Denver. Uh, You know, obviously, Sean Payton believes that he is going to be able to really work with him. Just look at what Sean Payton did with Drew Brees. Will he be able to do the uh, same thing now when he goes off to Denver to work with Russell Wilson? But that's it. Only four quarterbacks. Now, you got Nick Foles and Joe Flacco and some guys like that, but I'm talking about starting quarterbacks. Um, in this league who actually have won a Super Bowl ring. That's a surprise to me. I I thought the number would have been a little bit higher, but again, so many guys over the last couple of years have have exited. All right, when you look at the Jaguars now, and this is really comforting, okay? If you have not heard, the NFC South is going to be, you know, one of the divisions – that Jacksonville is going to play in 2023. So, the very latest now at this particular time in Tampa, your starting quarterback is Kyle Trask. All right, Blaine Gabbert's a free agent. Tom Brady's all gone. Now, I believe they're going to make a move, whether it's Derek Carr or Jimmy Garoppolo or something. You know, the draft, we'll see. But right now, your starter in Tampa, Kyle Trask. Put me down for the Jaguars. That's 1-0. Atlanta, well, you got the combination of Desmond Ritter or Marcus Mariota. Of course, Atlanta, many believe they, they are going to strike early uh, in the draft and, um, you know, and, and, and grab Young. Uh, we'll see what ends up happening. Uh, still, nonetheless, give me a victory right there over Atlanta. That's 2-0 for the Jaguars. The Panthers, what in the hell are they going to do? They're going to bring back Sam Darnold? Right now, they're starting quarterback. Right now, their two quarterbacks on the contract are Matt Corral and Jacob Eason. All right. They're obviously going to have to make a move. News out of uh, Carolina today Jim Bob Cooter interviewing for the offensive coordinator position. Obviously, that's where Frank Reich is. We know that Jim Bob Cooter previously had interviewed for the offensive coordinator position in Tampa Bay after Byron left, which was fired. Also, Keenan McCardell interviewed for that job. Finally, you get to the Saints. You got Jameis Winston still on a contract, and you got former Jaguar great Jake Luton under contract in New Orleans. So those are the four in the NFC South. 1-0, 2-0, 3-0. That's 4-0, Jacksonville. Let's get to the AFC South. What's Houston going to do? They're going to add, right? Of course they are. You got Davis Mills. I like that. Home and away. That's 5-0. That's 6-0. Indy. 
what are they going to do? They haven't even announced who their coach is. Right now, Jeff Saturday, have you seen in Vegas that Jeff Saturday, odds-wise, is a favorite by a rather, a rather large amount to be the coach for the Colts? Probably just because familiarity, someone has to be the favorite, so it's probably just the guy who already has the job. Jeff Saturday is four to seven odds. That's minus one seventy-five to the dollar. Translation, wow. translation. You would have to lay that. I mean, you're giving up money to bet on Jeff Saturday. They must know something to get to that. They usually do in Vegas. Minus one seventy-five to win back a hundred. Uh, Raheem Morris is plus three seventy-five. For those of you who don't follow betting, that same hundred bucks, you'd have to lay down one seventy-five to win a hundred if you took Saturday. To get Raheem Morris in, who's got odds of 15 to 4, man, you drop $100, you get back $375. Plus your 100. Uh, Wink Martindale, 7 to 1. Eric Bieniemy 16 to 1. Mike Kafka and Leslie Frazier, 20 to 1. So we don't know who the quarterback's going to be in Indy. All right, Matt Ryan's out. We, we don't know. Give me a win there. That's, that's 7 to 0. That's 8 to 0. Then let's get to Tennessee. You got Tannehill. Are they going to move on from him? Are they going to give the football to Malik Willis? Is Tennessee going to try to do something in free agency? Are they going to try to make a trade? Is Tennessee going to try to do something in the NFL? Either way, I like that. That's that's ten and zero. I got the Jaguars right there at ten and zero against the AFC and NFC South in two thousand and twenty-three. This is subject to change. But what about that? I'm going to go out on a limb and say that doesn't happen. What's going on with this position? I mean, seriously. Look around the league. I just gave you two of the eight divisions. And the only franchise in those two divisions that are set is right here with Trevor Lawrence. Everything else is, is, is nothing short of a heart attack. It's complete stress in a in a win now league, a league that fired five coaches this year, a league that fired ten coaches a year ago, a league that fired seven coaches three years ago. I mean, who are the coaches now? We talked about this a little bit last night. I'm talking about the end of the drop back era for quarterbacks. For folks who are around my age, you used to identify NFL franchises by their coach. Man, when I grew up, it was Vince Lombardi and the Packers. It was Don Shula and the Dolphins, right? Man, it, it was Chuck Knoll and the Steelers. It was Tom Landry and the Cowboys. It was Mike Ditka and the Bears. It was Bill Walsh and the 49ers. That's the way Marv Levy and the Bills. Uh, Chuck Knox and or Bud Grant and the Vikings. I mean, that's just the way the NFL was. Who do you say that about now? Matt Eberflus and the Bears. <laughs> Who do you say that about now? You, you say Tomlin it about Tomlin and Belichick and uh, I guess Andy Reid. See, I still when I, when you mention Andy Reid, there's still a lot of me that thinks Philadelphia. Absolutely. When you, when you mention Bill Belichick, there's none of me that thinks Cleveland. The Browns, the Jets. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Even Parcells. Parcells and the Giants, right? Certainly don't think the Cowboys. So who do you think that about now? Do you think do you think Pete Carroll in Seattle? Oh, uh, that's one, but no, I actually think about USC when I hear Pete Carroll's when name. I, when I think of Pete when I think of Seattle, I think of the Legion of Doom or the Legion of Boom, and I think of, you know, Marshawn Lynch and, and Russell Wilson. Uh, out of respect for the Rooney family, I, when I think of Pittsburgh, I do think of Mike Tomlin because those who have been around the game know that in the last 50 years, it's only been, na- been Noel Cower and Tomlin. And, and that is ridiculously loyal, and that's a good thing. It's kind of like the Los Angeles Dodgers up until the, you know, the end of Tommy Lasorda. But, I mean, honestly... Is there anyone else in the NFL right now? I mean, Philadelphia. Are we thinking Nick Sirianni here? I mean, how long down? I mean, I can think of Dick Vermeil. I can think of Andy Nick Sirianni. And again, Andy Reid fired Nick Sirianni, or he didn't retain him back in 2013. So that's another thing that has absolutely changed in the history of the National Football League, and it's because... If you don't win now, you're done. And, and frankly, there's two other coaches that I think should have been fired. Brandon Staley. I, I don't know how they can go back to camp with him after blowing a 27 nothing lead here. And Mike McCarthy is another one that I, you know, Kellen Moore is out. But Mike McCarthy to me is a guy that, yeah, I don't, for what it's worth, I don't think he's going to take you uh, to that next level. All right, when we come back, we got much more uh, to get into. Best way for you to join the conversation is 641-1010. On the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures, that's only four quarterbacks now in this league have won a Super Bowl. You know, just a few years ago, that number was practically double digits, right, with both Mannings and Breeze and Roethlisberger. Eli. And obviously Brady. They're all gone. Okay. Four now. And just on the surface, I don't see Russell Wilson winning one in Denver. I don't see Matt Stafford turning around and winning one in Los Angeles. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, okay. You know, you kind of get the feeling that he's going to win two or three. Who knows? I mean, he's the one guy that I think right now you could say, all right, could he make somewhat of a run towards Tom Brady? When you get through Brady, the next quarterbacks uh, to have won Super Bowls, it's four, and it's Joe Montana, and it's uh, it's Terry Bradshaw. Let me see. I had it here earlier today. I don't know what the heck I did with it. Uh, all right, here it is right now. Brady played in 10 Super Bowls. He won seven of them. Joe Montana, four for four. Terry Bradshaw, four for four. Troy Aikman, three for three. Uh, so that, you know, Peyton Manning, two of four. Ben Roethlisberger, two of three. Steve Young, two for two. John Elway, two of five. Jim Plunkett, two for two. Bob Greasy, one of two. He was injured for another. Roger Staubach, two and two, and two as a starting quarterback. Bart Starr uh, won both. So there you have it. That's what it's all about in this league. You're not going anywhere without a quarterback. And the good news here in town, Jacksonville certainly has one 
in Trevor Lawrence. All right, much more to get into, including a little bit of a look here uh, to something I talked about or put on Twitter yesterday with the Jaguars. Got a lot of reaction to it. I, I want to get to that here on the other side. I do invite you to get on in if you would like. Your best way to do so is always on the text line. That is brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures, and that number is 641-1010. Into the Night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Congratulations to Cheryl Crow, another rock and roller in the same landscape as Janis Joplin and Grace Slick and Stevie Nicks, Christine McVie and Joan Jett and Pat Benatar. I think Cheryl Crow. So there you go. They're expanding. They're they're seeing through the old classic. They're tired of you, white. Old guys making all the decisions. No doubt, man. I mean, like, listen to this. We do this. Oh, that's rock. We, listen <laughs> to the guitar. I mean, just change the name and I'll stop complaining for crying out loud. This is so disrespectful. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And this is everywhere. It's it's kind of like officiating. Here are this year's nominees. You ready? This is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Kate Bush, Cheryl Crow, Missy Elliott. Oh. Iron Maiden. Just rip off the knob and keep it here. <laughs> I, Iron Maiden, I'll give you. Uh, Joy Division slash New Order? That's that's like eighties, right? I don't, I don't even, even really know. know them. Wake wake me up. Cindy Lopper. Okay. George Michael. Willie Nelson. Aren't you a bandit boy? You know, Willie I don't know. Hey, he's old white boy, right? Right, right. So I gotta like Willie, right? Give me a break. This is the Country <laughs> Hall of Fame. This is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Rage Against the Machine. Okay. I can at least nod my head and said okay. Soundgarden. Okay. I can nod my head. The Spinners. That's like Motown, right? A tribe called, and I cut it off, is that? Quest. It's, a, it's a rap group from the 90s. Is there a rap Hall of Fame? Is there a hip-hop Hall of Fame? If so, answer me I've a question. Heard of it. If so, let me know if Black Sabbath is in. It. <laughs> yeah, there's right? a uh, hip hop Hall of Fame and museum. Okay, located in New York, New York. Is Led Zeppelin in that? Is I, Pink Floyd in that? I'm looking through some of the Google images, and it, it. Are the Eagles in it? Are the is the Police in it? How I'm, about the Doors? I'm getting acts like N.W.A. and Tupac and uh, O.D.B. Wu Tang. This is like two songs don't make a right. <laughs> You know, two wrongs don't, don't make, make a right. right. You know that I was always on the other side of the wrong. You know what I mean? The second guy who hits gets caught. Oh, that we're going to be the one exception. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is going to be the one exception. We're, we're going to broaden our horizons. The White Stripes and then the great Warren Zevon, the late Warren Zevon, who to me should automatically be the one from this list. So this is Troy Division.
So they sound like very like uh, 80s artsy. Kind of like a Smiths yeah, type of. Yeah, I was just you know, I, I don't know. Morrissey, well, I guess that's is a Morrissey man. Yeah. So we we get it, okay? But here's what should have happened. You ready? Warren Zevon nailed it. Yes. Bad company. Paul Rogers is one of the greatest front men of all time. Bad company is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Okay, that's like not putting Pete Rose in the baseball. Hall of Fame. Jake Isles. That's like not putting Dale Murphy in the baseball Hall of Fame. Foreigner. That's like not putting Fred Taylor in the football Hall of Fame. The guess who? What are you, against Canadian rock now? Is it just Rush and Neil Young? Is that it from, from, from Canada? Are those the only folks who can make the the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Uh, Jethro Tull, the guy played a freaking flute. I mean, how different. The guy played a flute during rock and roll, some of the greatest rock and roll tracks of our history. And he, you're going to put Cindy Lauper in, but you're not even going to nominate Jethro Tull? Sticks. All right. They were a little bubblegum. You know, they had a little bit of some... They kind of sold out to some hits, like Foreigner. But they were still phenomenal. Boston, man, that first album. Even today, every single song of that first album... Yes. ...was a classic rock hit. America. A little folk rock, right? From across the pond. Tin Man, Horse With No Name, Daisy Jane. It goes on and on and on. No. Why put them in? Crying out, uh, why would we do that? When we, we could put in Cheryl Crow. Super Tramp. Progressive rock, right? Right there with Yes and right there with, um, you know, the Kinks a little bit or the Moody Blues. You know, you added some percussion. You added some synthesizers, the cars. You know, you added some organs. You did some stuff like that. It wasn't just classic lead and bass and drums. They added something else, but uh-uh. Sickening. Um, this is from Brett. I listened to a full Joy, uh, Joy Division album that is highly acclaimed. I had no joy after that. It was awful. Really? Because I'm willing to give it a chance. Me too. I was just about to say, I actually love the Smiths. So. I got time on my side. I mean, You have to be in a certain mood to listen to it, but. You give me that. And I will do something. Uh, 7102, hey, Yankee Baloo, your opening <laughs> couldn't have been more boring because I'm a 61-year-old white boy straight out of Duval. F-bomb Tom Brady. F-bomb Whoa. hockey. Just think every night when you come on to do what you do that people were born and bred in Duval. You feel me? I write, I write back and I said, I do feel you, although you seem like a very unhappy person. He responds by saying, your mama, you boring bitch. <laughs> I love this guy. From Duval's finest. So, a 61-year-old white boy. You're not allowed to talk about Tom Brady? I think anyone who listens to this show <laughs> would know that I talk a hell of a lot more Boston 
than I ever do about the Jacksonville Jaguars. I, I think that's I've it. never even heard you talk about the Jags. I, I think that that is evident. So there you go. If you want to be like the 7102, you can. 641-1010. Get us on the text line. It is brought to you by Lifetime Enclosure. Into the Night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. I went home with a waitress The way I always do She's a Russian spy. Don't do it, Warren. The great lawyers, guns, and money kids. Put it on and play the whole album. I know you get distracted. The only bad thing about the Jaguars extending their drive chart this year went from a typical over the last 10 years of like three and out. The average drive was like four plays, 12 yards, taking one minute and 21 seconds off the clock. Uh, This year it changed to like, I think it was eight plays, three minutes and 22 seconds. Generation Z and younger, they they can't stick around for that drive. They got to go somewhere. They got to do something. You know, I I don't know what, but um, ask mommy, ask daddy. It's called an album. It's called a CD. Hell, you can get it on Sirius. You can get it on Pandora. You can get it all over the place. Play the album. Sit back and enjoy. Warren Zevon. You know what I love about our listeners on the text line, 641-1010, brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. You know what I love about them? They react to the greatest of things. I now have on my cell phone and on our text line about 16 different, about 15 or 16 different people all of a sudden in the last five minutes who are now referring to me as a little white boy. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were going to say a boring bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that too. But, um, yeah. I mean, that's... God uh, bless them. And some of these coming in, uh, people not offended about the fact that I'm from Boston. People offended that the guy went off on me about hockey talk. They want more hockey talk. Here's one. Oh, Six, wow. Uh, 6003 says, Boy, I'm a 42-year-old man born and raised in Jacksonville. I wonder how many teeth that 61-year-old boy has. How many fake teeth, excuse me, that 61-year-old boy does have. It's all good. It's all fun. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, 5085, Jesus Baloo, the 7102 is what this town is filled with. Now you're talking to surprise about all the trash on the side of the road. That's an example. Last week I went crazy on the trash. Have you seen any type of cleanup or still the same? No, but I was in Tampa, and it was like 1130 at night, and I was on my 17th Miller Lite, <laughs> and all of a sudden I checked Twitter, and I got people sending me photos from earlier in the day of, of prisoners picking up trash. <laughs> They've listened. Thank you, Mayor. I made that point. Let's get, you know, you get arrested with a misdemeanor, Stick them out there and have them pick up some trash. I have never seen this city so dirty. And I'm not talking about in the hoods, my hood, your hood. I'm talking about Southside Boulevard. 
I'm talking about Phillips Highway. I'm talking about 210. I got to answer to the 210 Mafia. Now they're all up in me because I think I've got, like, um, connections with the waste, what have you, underground. And they're like, what are we going to do about our dirty streets here? I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. Of course, everyone wants to make it political. It's not political. It's, it's, it's jackasses littering. That's what it is. Stop littering. Stop ruining our great city. Are you tell me I'm wrong? I know it's dark now, but when you wake up tomorrow, just check your route. It's not a route. It's a route. Okay? Check it. And tell me if I'm wrong. There's litter everywhere now. And don't tell me it's breezy out. (laughs) All right, let's get to this. I put this on Twitter yesterday. It's amazing. It really is. Coaching. It means the world. Next to quarterback, the only thing I rank higher than coaching is quarterback. And, And that is a healthy six to eight beer argument because that was always the case with Walsh in Montana. That was the case with, you know, Bradshaw and, and, uh, and Noel, although in that era, I thought the steel curtain defense was really the difference. And, and you just look at all the hall of famers, that great offensive line. I mean, they had two 1000 yard backs with Franco and Rocky. They had two hall of fame wide receivers with Stallworth and Swan by the way, look at their numbers and compare them to Jimmy Smith. Totally different era. It was run then, right? Pass now. But as far as I'm concerned, the most important position in football is quarterback. The second most important position and or uh, job title within any organization for me is a head coach. As we said earlier, 10 coaches fired last year, five this year, seven, three years ago. There aren't a lot of coaches right now. Is there a coach alive that you would trade for? Like what Denver did for Sean Payton? If there was no Doug Peterson here. Andy Reid. Okay. If this was last year all over again, where it was the downfall of Urban Meyer, and Doug Peterson wasn't here, would you trade a first-round pick? For a coach? Would you trade a first-round pick for a 64-year-old Andy Reid? I would. If they, I said last night no because Doug was here, and I was like, it's not worth – that upgrade probably to me isn't worth, like, all those picks. But if he wasn't here, abso-freaking-lutely. With Trevor Lawrence, I would love to see that. Would you trade it for a 70-year-old Bill Belichick? No. I think he's lost his fastball. For a Mike Tomlin who's won three playoff games no. in the last nine years. He, he's been living in mediocrity there. I haven't been impressed with Mike Tomlin. I understand the whole, like, non-losing season, but, like, okay. I'm thinking of tenured coaches. Pete Carroll, John Harbaugh. No, no. How about some of these younger guys? Too young for Brian Dayball. It's only been one year. How about Kyle Shanahan? Yes. I don't know. I would say Shanahan and, and McVay. Tell you the one thing that would petrify me with Shanahan, and someone has to answer this question. The guy went through four quarterbacks this year. You're talking about bringing in a coach to be with your franchise. This guy went through four, and and they're talking about that in San Francisco. They're talking about his blocking principles, oh. and 
look at the shot that Purdy took. I mean, I, that, you have the great ends, but they're putting tight ends on him instead of tackles. That, those are freak out. If you look at Garoppolo's, he's like going backwards four times when he could have easily just went down and get a guy. He kind of got curled up on his foot. Like that's that's a stretch to be blaming a coach for quarterback injuries. I, I I'm able to look past that. This year, before the season even begins, Mike McCarthy will be on the hot seat, even though they want a playoff game. I believe that. Obviously, Brandon Staley in Los Angeles is going to be on the hot seat. This was a downturn. We've averaged seven. Again, 10 a year ago, only five this year. But there is a tremendous amount of head coaches that will, will be up against it uh, once again. And, and the only thing that changes that is hiring the right staff, getting the right people in, but you need a quarterback. So let's get to Doug Peterson, okay? This is what I put on Twitter yesterday, and it surprised some folks. In, uh, in 2021, the Jaguars' point differential was minus 204, okay? It's unbelievable. In, in 2021, the Jaguars scored a franchise low 14.9 points again. Let me just think about that for a minute. 14.9, dead last, 32nd in the NFL, and it was a franchise low for this organization. On defense, they actually improved by four points because the year prior to that, they were giving up more than 30 points again. Okay, back in 2020, they improved the 26.9 on defense. So if you look at the 17 games, there was an average of 12 a game between what Jacksonville scored and what Jacksonville allowed. That's 204 points differential in those 17 games. In a league where you win or lose a game typically by a field goal. So let's enter Doug Peterson the 2022 Jacksonville Jaguars. Defensively, they shaved 6.3 points a game off their total, dropping it from 26.9 to 20.6. So you improve in one direction by 6.3 points. Offensively, you increase your offense from 14.9 to 23.8. That's an overall increase of 8.9, nearly nine points again. Jacksonville in one season, ladies and gentlemen, went from minus 12 in point differential to plus 3.2. You add it up, in one season, Jacksonville improved as a football team by 15.2 points a game. Not for the season. A game. And what is so encouraging about this football team in this organization is you can look at this schedule and you set aside the awful effort in Detroit, which was just, I mean, beyond pukeable. It was just devastating. It was just, I mean, there's still a part of me there that when I look at Detroit, my my blood starts to literally uh, boil. 
And I know I talked about this very late last night, but I'm on longer on Tuesday than I am uh, tonight. So I wanted to go over this again because I, I do feel that it's, it's incredibly interesting. If you just peek at last year, and the 9-8 and eight's cool, and you want a playoff game, and all that's cool, but here we are heading towards it again. And how your feeling about this team should have already changed, or if not, it is in the process of changing. Because if you look at last year, in D.C., opening day, we remember all the mistakes. You could sit here for 10 minutes and talk about all the mistakes. Bottom line, they blew a 22-14 fourth quarter lead in the District of Columbia. Very easily could have won that game. You knock off Indy here in week two, 24 nothing. You go to L.A. Jacksonville can't win on the West Coast. Pound them, 38-10. Week four, you go to Philly. You're up 14 nothing with an opportunity to kick a 51-yard field goal on a fourth and two. They go for it. You get a Trevor fumble, his first of four. But still, you lost that game 29-21. You had five turnovers, and you blew a 14 nothing lead. The point I'm trying to make, very easily could have won that game. I mean, aren't you kind of thinking that the 2023 Jaguars in that situation wins that game? Houston, problems at goal line. Trevor Lawrence throws a pick. Can't score. Red zone issues. 13-6. Come on. Absolutely you win that game. Okay? They didn't. At Indy, 34-27. Had a lead at Indianapolis. 27-26. Gave a late touchdown. Made some mistakes in that game. Very winnable. New York, the Giants, 23-17. You actually had a 17-13 fourth quarter lead. Made mistakes. Lost that one. Next week, you're in Denver. Or excuse me, you're in London against Denver. You lose 21-17. Part two, Trevor Lawrence at goal line. Can't get it in. Throws a pick. Has that come to whatever moment on the flight back from London to Duval and... Everything, I guess, mentally, psychologically speaking, is is getting ready to change for Trevor Lawrence. Still, they blew a 17-14 fourth quarter lead in London. You're down 17 nothing against Vegas. You come from behind and win. Uh, how do you explain that? Okay. And, you know, you're losing KC. You came from behind. You beat Baltimore. You beat Tennessee. You came from behind, down 27-10, beat Dallas. Um you know, you you played good enough in New York. You pounded Houston. Finally, you'd lost, what, nine straight against Houston. You finally win there. Tennessee, you know, you, you need that last-second defensive play to be a difference maker. And then you come back down 27 nothing to Los Angeles. Are you kidding me? I mean, this is, this is absolutely insane. So... You improve as a football team by 15.2 points a game in one year. That's more improvement than what they scored the previous year at 14-9. And look it, you played you you played 19 games. You were only out of one of those 19 games. So now it's about fixing the little things becoming a better red zone offense where, you know, last year they were 55.3%. That was 17th in the NFL. Kansas City, number one at 70%. What happened in the playoff loss against Kansas City? I'll tell you. Kansas City went three for three in the red zone. 
Okay, you can't settle for field goal attempts. You got to score. Jacksonville's improved, but that has to improve even more. They got to get into the top ten. They got to get into the sixty percentile or above. Third down offense, they struggled, particularly on third and one, really bad. Twenty to thirty-two, sixty-two and a half percent. You're spending all this money for these offensive linemen. It's third and one. You know, you got you got to give the ball to Snoop. Or you you gotta you gotta pick up the yard, you know. Tough, tough, you know, big boy football, third in the yard. Us against you. Let's play some football. Pick up the damn first down. Not this sixty-two and a half percent stuff. If you want to get better, all right. Third down efficiency improved in a year. You went from thirty-five nine to forty-one nine. 11th in the NFL. They're going to get better in these categories. Look how much better they got in penalties. They only had 90 penalties last year. Every single year I sit here when I review this team, I talk about how the the Jaguars were 30th in penalties. The Jaguars were 31st. Doug Peterson shaved off nearly 20 penalties on average over like the last decade down to 90 this past year. They improved on their time of possession. They became more balanced pass to run. I don't have time to share those numbers with you. I will at some point, uh, not tonight. But the reason why I'm giving you these figures is to tell you two things, how much they already improved, but still the work that is necessary to improve if you want to take that next step. And I believe this team will do it, man. Your quarterback is 23. People want to play for Doug Peterson, man. I, I, I don't know how he can keep that, that um, you know, unfazed mentality when it comes to mistakes that they made or going forward on fourth and one or not getting too high when they win or, or not getting too low when they lost. I mean, how many coaches in this league would have lost five in a row like they did? They dropped five Sundays on us this year in October, and the Jaguars lost all five of those games. A record that will never be broken. Right. And, and, and J.J., you can make the case they could have won. All five of those games. Again, Philly, Houston, Indy, New York, and Denver. They could have won all. They lost all five. And then you find yourself the following weekend down 17 nothing here? You don't think Vegas? Her- Herb would have rallied the troops at halftime? Come on. Sometimes people think I spend a little bit too much time on numbers. As opposed to those who just read Twitter, show up, and flip the mic. None of my esteemed colleagues. I'm just saying that in general. I love numbers because numbers tells you an awful lot. And I try to stay with the key numbers. If you look at the numbers of this team and how they've improved, and then you look at some other key numbers knowing that they are going to improve, that has got to be such a great feeling for you as a Jaguar fan. Take it with you, man. Burn it all the month of February. Don't be so quick to get to March. Enjoy February. Thinking about what can be, what could be. What's next? I'll tell you what's next. Ridley applies in 15 days. 
You got to get a cap figure set in the next 45 days. You're going to have a combine. You're going to have free agency. The draft is 85 days away. It's one after another. But it should be a good feeling for you as we turn the calendar now into the month of February. All right, you want to respond to that? You can. 641-1010, best way to get us. You can do so on the text line that is brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. Radio. Into the Night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. All right, we love doing special things. We just love it. It's part of our modern Into the Night makeup. Let's bring in the incomparable J.J. LaSalva. We got a big giveaway here, don't we? We do. We have a pair of general admission tickets to Rockville. On the weekend of May the 18th, 2023, at Daytona International Speedway. It might seem like a long time from now, but time flies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, how do you want to play this, Rick? This is exactly how I want to play it. Rockville's coming. If you can give us the one Rock and Roll Hall of Famer who will be playing in Rockville. Is it Cindy Lauper? It is not Cindy <laughs> Lauper. By the way, I'm, I, it's not Jason Bottom in the Led Zeppelin uh, I saw that. thing that he's got planned, which, which, by the way, I think will be absolutely phenomenal. What is that? Do you, uh, but I it's was... none of the original members of Led Zeppelin, so that's, that's not allowed as the answer. 641-1010 will take your uh, answer live on air. All right, we could take uh, first ones up. The only thing that's scary is that, like some of these bands could actually be I mean, the way the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is now. I mean, someone would tell us that uh, uh, Vended is in the Rock and Roll <laughs> Hall of Fame. Sevenfold. Uh, Tiger Cub has been elected into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I just missed out on it. All right, let's grab some calls. Six four one ten ten. Who's this? Dave. Hey, who's this? Dave. All right, Dave. What do you got for us? What it? Dave got Dave, Dave got scary. Next up, who's this? Hey, this is Zach. All right, what do you got for us, Zach? Uh, Alice Cooper. You are correct. Congratulations. Thank, Hang thank on you. the line, and uh, you're going to be able to make it to Rockville. Yes, sir. Awesome. Thank you. All right, you get to talk to JJ. Appreciate it. Congratulations. Yes, Alice Cooper is, um, is uh, going to be at the event, uh, Rockville, which, man, I wish it was still here. I miss Rockville. I went about every year. You know what's great about Rockville? Is you go to Rockville, and you party for a day, maybe two. Some of you can do it for longer. When you leave Rockville, you feel a lot better about yourself. You just do. There's no other way to say it. And I love mixing in. I, I used to go with my, my, my late friend who passed, uh, Doug Zani, and we would go and we'd kind of dress for it. You know, I'd have the black leather pants on and I'd act like a biker and, and all that good stuff. And, and um, it was really a whole heck of a lot of fun. I, it, I don't do a ton of heavy metal, but like Avenge Sevenfold, I like them. Slipknot, what's their not the love? Tool. Uh, so... Anyway, and um, you know, obviously Pantera is going to be there. Rob Zombie 
is going to be Godsmack with Sully. He's a Boston guy, right? He's like 5'2". Love him. So, um, I don't know. Maybe we'll head over there. That's that's a few months away. Alice Cooper, by the way, I did a thing with him years ago with Alex and Terry and some other stuff. He's a hell of a golfer. He was like out on a sponsorship with Callaway. So, I met him. And, you know, I used to do... I did it forever. I did the Rick Blue Ultimate Golf Foursome with a girl in a beer beer cart with nothing but a thong on show. I used to do that forever. We're not okay. allowed to do that kind of stuff. I, I just, just I just stopped doing it. Yeah, I mean, that's way too offensive now. Um, but I, I did it forever. And what you do is you pick four golfers, alive or dead, that you can play around a golf with, and one hot chick you put in a beer cart, serving you refreshments. Again, if I was to ever do that now, I know I would get canceled. The The, the nerve. But I had Alice Cooper on when I was in Chicago, and and Alice Cooper picked the Rat Pack. And his cart girl? So, go ahead. Marilyn Monroe. I was going to ask, so that's Frankie. Uh, who else is in the Rat Pack? I, I basically have Frank Sinatra, Sinatra and, you know, Sammy Davis Jr. Oh. And uh, who's the, the classic drunk I can't even think of? Right now, I mean, Rat Pack was long before my time uh, as well. I got Rat Patrol here now. All right, we got Nat King Cole, Mickey Rooney, Frank Sinatra, Dino, Sammy Davis Jr., Joey Bishop. Yes, he was the fourth one. Okay. And uh, Pete Lawford? Pete Lawford was in it as well. Yeah, those are the ones. I mean, we the the, Dean Martin and, and Frank. With the two big ones, and then, um, you know, Sammy Davis Jr. Humphrey Bogart, original Rat Pack leader. Nah, I don't know if I buy that. <laughs> According to uh, Wikipedia. Yeah, that that I'm not coming along with it. <laughs> well, it's like they had the Rat Pack, and then we had the, uh, what was the 80s? What, what was it called again? The uh, the something bunch. Oh, man. That, just that group of... Uh, Oh, man, it was like Rob Lowe and, and uh, oh. uh, Tom Cruise and C. Thomas Howell and Ralph Macchio and Patrick. Z- what was that group called? It was, it was um, I don't know, it was something different. But it, it, it certainly dropped off a, uh, a tremendous the amount. The Brat Pack. The Brat Pack. The Brat Pack. Yes, instead of Rat Pack, the Brat Pack. Molly Ringwald in there. I think- Anthony Michael Hall, who is in every 80s movie. Have you seen him lately? No. He's like put together and bald. He's actually striking. Uh the original yeah, <laughs> the original rat pack was Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, Peter Lawford, and Joey Bishop. Joey Bishop. So there you have it. The Brat Pack. Oh man. Uh eighty eight forty six, Baloo. Besides a much better quarterback and coach, what else do you see as the difference between the twenty twenty two and twenty seventeen Jags? That sets us up for long-term success. I don't know if a lot of people would say this, but I'm going to. What feels like is really different between this team and the 2017 team, you have a better collection of human beings. You have a better collection of teammates. I was a sideline reporter in 2017, and frankly, there was a whole heck of a lot of disrespect player-to-player and player-to-coach. Now, every once in a while, 
I think some of that is good because it sh- has always shown me that you care. I mean, we we saw what Jermaine Pratt said when he was walking into the locker room about touching the quarterback and and stuff like that, and people had opinions on it that he was a bad teammate and and and, and whatever. But there would be. I mean, you had a guy like Perry. I almost said Perry Fuel. Okay. Um, isn't he a rock guy as well? Perry Fuel obviously was a a longtime defensive back coach and and did a lot of great things under Tom Coughlin. But um, Perry Fuel was Perry Oil. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, Perry Fuel. Right, so here's an example. How can you not respect Perry Fuel? The guy's been around forever as a defensive coach and. You take all those type A's during that phenomenal secondary. Let me tell you right now that that guys like Jalen Ramsey, um, Aaron Cole, they weren't listening to him. They were totally disrespecting him. I remember when, uh, when uh, oh man, what's his name? His last name was Hood. He Rodney? came. He came from. He came from Clemson. Elijah Hood to run the Jaguars' defensive line, to run the ends. And I remember one day when I was right behind the bench when Unique Ngakwe just went freaking crazy, okay? He went on a rant and this and this and this and this and this and this and this, and and he was screaming at Elijah Hood, and he was trying to sit down, and Elijah Hood just looked at him when he was done and said, show some integrity. But 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 my point is this. This year's team, it feels like they're really a team. And then if you get a guy who runs off in those circles, someone else is going to prevent it. Or maybe they even did a better job when it came to character-related players. Man, I go to every press conference when they introduce these players. All the free agents. All the draft picks. JJ, you remember when I came in and we did the show, I was like, wow, these guys look like they just came from church. They're all educated. They're all intelligent. They're all respectful. And I think the team played that way. Now, some of the guys I'm talking about, particularly Unique Ngakwe and Jalen Ramsey and, you know, Dante Fowler and guys, all all very good players, but very, you know, the individual type of players, the, the, uh, the narcissism in them of, of not listening to coaches and of calling out other players. I mean, Unique Ngakwe fought, what, four different guys when he was here? Four different teammates? <laughs> I mean, there's members of the media that will take you back to the Darius uh, battle in the locker room with um, – Yannick Ngakwe, you know, the whole thing on the practice field when he went after, uh, who's the turd on the other end? They drafted out of Florida in the first round. I just said his name. Taven Bryan? No, no, before uh, him. Uh, I, I I just said it a moment ago. Actually won a ring Fowler? last year. Yeah, Fowler. Yannick goes after Fowler. And I'm trying to remember who had the camera running. Was it, uh, oh, I don't remember. But that's when Jay, I mean. Jalen starts running and screaming at the meat like this is a big, tough, you know, 
I think it was Philip Holloman. Yes, who's no longer even in the business. Right, I think it was Philip who, who had it running. And it, it, I'm like, oh, my God, what is Jalen Ramsey doing? So you probably wouldn't get that answer if you asked anyone else. Since I had access to some things that others did not, and, and when I was the Saigon reporter, I never talked about those things out of respect. But since you know those days are long gone and the players that I'm talking about are no longer a part of this organization, nor are the people who drafted those particular players no longer part of the organization, uh, there's really no reason for me to keep those type of stories secret anymore. So what I'm going to do is start revealing about yes. one and <laughs> Been waiting for this. Wait till I give you the Jared Audrick story on the team playing. Man, I, 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 I'm going to preview I haven't heard I'm going to preview that. Oh man, you just you would not believe what it's like traveling with a professional football team. But that's the answer I'm going to give you. A a better collection of people. And you got to give credit to Trent Polkey. You got to give credit to Doug Peterson. I've always been one of those guys who could care less what they do off the field, could care as long as they play. And we hear more and more and more about high-character guys. I mean, look at the mistakes. How the hell do you draft C.J. Henderson? He's a freaking hour down the road, and he's got all those issues, and you missed? If the guy was playing out in North Dakota or something or Montana State, I guess, all right, well, you missed there. You missed on a kid an hour away who everyone there knew that he had those unfortunate mental health issues. So that's the answer I'm going to go with. Got to take a break. 641-1010, best way to get us. That is on the text line. That is Lifetime Enclosures. He's JJ. I'm Rick Ballew with you tomorrow, 6 to 8, and Friday, 6 to 8. She hides the television. Into the Night with Rick Ballew on 1010XL 92.5 FM. I was talking about Perry Fuel a little bit earlier. Former DB coach here in town. Almost said Perry Farrell. As soon as I get a little bit older and I start getting a little bit squirrely and I start forgetting names and replacing with other names, I have a feeling the Perry Fuel, Perry Farrell could come into play. I'm just saying. I'm not a huge Shane's Addiction fan. This is really the only song I know. Yeah, I mean, it was um, it was always on at parties in Tallahassee. Yeah, very 90s. I don't think I ever owned a Jane's Addiction. Kind of like that whole, uh, what, pornos for pyros and like that whole type of little whatever style of music. Uh, that was 57.7, he says, years ago, I was throwing down beers at Tradewinds, heading back to Jacksonville. I stopped off at Arnold's. It was karaoke. I sit down beside this guy, sang a song. He says, you're good. So he gets up. He sings a song. I say, you are good as well. So we start talking about sports, and I say, damn, you sound like that a-hole on the radio. Oh, no. Rick looks at me proudly and says, I am that a-hole on the radio. He wasn't pissed. He didn't get S-bomb. He didn't want to fight. 
I still laugh my ass off thinking about it. Do you remember that? I go to carry. I I go to Arnold's all the time. Whenever we do a day in on the beach in Mantanzas, whatever we go through St. Augustine. You know, my girlfriend doesn't drink. She literally will sit in the parking lot and let me go into Arnold's and crush like two or three beers, sing like one karaoke tune, and then head back down Phillips Highway. Because she doesn't want to hear you sing at home. Well, she's done it many, many times. She's she's been in there many times and and seen me do it. But but there are some times where she's just like, no. I don't need to do it today. So, you go on in and have some fun with it. What's your go-to karaoke? Oh, no idea. Whatever's on my mind. (laughs) I don't have a go-to one. I like that. You don't have, like, a crutch. I don't. I don't. Um, I was in a very diverse neighborhood in Chicago. It was a little cul-de-sac. We had a couple families from the Philippines and... We had one from Iraq, uh, Puerto Rico. It, it was just all over, and we had great neighborhood barbecues. But the Philippines, I mean, that's like their big deal. We're going to karaoke tonight. And it would be like, you know, it'd be like noon, and you'd have like eight-year-olds like running around the block saying we're going to karaoke. Wow. So, oh, my God, it was huge. Yeah, and in, in Chicago, everyone... Everyone barbecues outside their garage. I know it's a very on their driveway. Asian thing, karaoke. Mm-hmm. I don't it was know a great why. Hood. It was a great neighborhood. A karaoke, the word. Is yes, Japanese, right? I don't know. Take your word on that one. <laughs> I honestly uh, do not know. Hey, as we wrap things up, you hear the story that came out of uh, God. It was out of Virginia. Yeah, a basketball fight. Or the basketball. Or that is Vermont, actually. Yeah, not the fight in Vermont. The, okay. th- this is a high school girls basketball program. Oh, with okay. the, twi- with the uh, 22-year-old yes, coach. Yes, yes. 22-year-old assistant coach tried to play <laughs> off as a 13-year-old. Didn't try. She did. There's yeah. highlights. And it was investigated, and they found out that, in fact, she was obviously ineligible. But how does something like that happen? And on the surface, because of it, how about this penalty? They have shut down both the junior varsity and varsity high school women's basketball program. So if you're an innocent player, your season is over because of what a knucklehead assistant coach did. Well, I guess the coach obviously also was in on it. And you know the. If you don't think he ass- just showed up out of the locker room? If it's the assistant coach, I mean, the head coach wasn't like dumb enough to be like, "Hey, who's that new girl we got on the team?" You don't think it was like? <laughs> you don't think it was like uh, Robert De Niro in uh, in the fan? The fan raised an umpire. Where all of a sudden he, the lights dim and he becomes the ump. In the worst and rainstorm he's, ever. He's a, he's an ump and he, yeah, it's it's raining sideways. They don't call it. And by the way, De Niro's packing a knife. <laughs> But he's calling balls and strikes. You don't think this was the case? No. I think everyone was in on it. That's why I sort of don't feel bad that they shut the program. Hey, Reggie! Reggie's on the guy. Hey, Reggie! And the weirdest part was, so the guy signed for the Giants, but he loved his old team, the Braves, so much that he used to wear his Braves jersey under his Giants jersey. Just like so many unrealistic things. But if my point is, if you watch the highlights, the girls on her team, like – that play for her are giving her high fives. They're shoving her, like giving her so much love. Like everyone was in on this. 
So I, screw all these girls. Man. I know what I'm doing tonight. I'm watching the fan. Yeah, after said. Bruins Maple Leafs, after two of the original six. Hey, Reggie! It's Ray- so corny, but yeah. so funny. Yeah, they have like Ellen Barkin. And they just happen to be doing a, call, a live call-in talk show from the stadium as a game's oh, going on. That they like broke every rule. I mean, for anyone who knows anything about sports, you're not allowed <laughs> anywhere except for the, the station that runs the game. Um, and then he... De Niro goes and, and murders the star player in like a sauna. Oh, the other the other Giants player. Yeah, yeah. the white guy. I'm definitely watching the fan Kiel Renard is a troubled baseball fan whose favorite team, the San Francisco Giants, have just signed a $40 million contract for Bobby Rayburn. Bobby. Oh, or, Bobby, yeah. Yeah. Bobby! So, and he's on the phone and like, what's his name? Wesley Snipes can see that it's him on the phone, <laughs> even though we all know there's a 15-second delay. I mean, it's just freaking hilarious. They just broke, like, every rule imaginable. That it's That's very 90s. Also, the fact that MLB gave them permission to use their jerseys and their rights mm. and stuff is ridiculous for a movie like that. All right. Tomorrow, we're not at Mr. Chubby's. We're back in the studio 6 to 8. But let me tell you, right out of the gate, I'm going to break down a 90s thriller. It's called The Fan. <laughs> you won't want to miss this one. With Robert De Niro. Okay, I'm going to have all sorts of uh, of new thoughts on that classic. So uh, that'll be part of what we do here on Thursday. They have dropped the puck in Toronto. This is basically it um, with the All-Star break coming up this weekend. Uh, you have Carolina in Buffalo tonight, and then you've got Boston in Toronto tonight. But that's it. Uh, for like the next ten days, uh, as far as hockey, you so, gonna be cool, gonna be all right. Yeah, I'm gonna be okay with it. Uh, it's the curse of Jack Edwards, by the way. Ever since Jack Edwards uh, apologized to uh, which guy? Not Brandon Point. Who's the the bigger guy in Tampa? He said that he eats uh, has been eating too many pizzas, and he Pat said Maroon. It was Pat Maroon. He said that earlier this year, and and ever since Jack Edwards, who's the uh, Bruins play-by-play broadcaster, you might remember him from his Sports Center days. That that old Sports Center commercial when Roger Clemens throws him throws him out the door or throws him through a window or something. He, he's incredibly annoying, but when he he apologized to Maroon. They, they lost to Tampa by one. They gave up a goal with 1.4 seconds to go to the Jessica Blaylock Florida Panthers and lost in the first 15 seconds in overtime. And then they lost the other night as well. I believe that was to Carolina. So they've lost three straight. They've only lost eight games all year. What exactly did he say to him? He, he, he taught, he, he, he fat shamed him. Oh, no. He did. How dare you? He said something like he weighs 230 or 240 pounds, and then he went on to say something like, but I think that was before, you know, he's had so many pizzas or, or stuff like that. And, and you know, soft. Yeah, man. you know how thin this is skin. hockey. I know. I know it's hockey. Christ. It's unbelievable. But, um, yeah, so that's that. All right, we're out of here. Appreciate all your input tonight. Try to get to as many of you as I could, but... We got a ton on the text line. I don't check that now that the show is over. If you would like to get a hold of me, please do so on Twitter. That is Baloo, B-A-L-L-O-U, 1010XL. Hacker Nation is coming up right now for JJ. My name is Rick Baloo. I will talk with you tomorrow on a Thursday from 6 until 8.